You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mob Wives After Show. (laughs) I love this song. I know. Every time it comes on, you just have a smile on your face. It just makes me pump for the show, you know? You make me pump for the show. Oh, Roxy, (laughs) you make me pump for life. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, thing is for doing, and we're here doing another episode of Mob Wives, Season 3, Episode 10, Desert Storm. I'm your host, Erica Vieira, and I am joined here by the very lovely and wonderful Roxy Stryer. And how do you spell your name? What do you mean? R-O-X-Y. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, because of my... <laughs> I had a, a pet peeve today. You know, everybody's spelling it R-O-C-S-I. Who Roxy? <laughs> who spells Roxy? R-O-C-S-I. When I go to Starbucks, oh, and they really? ask my name, and then they write Roxy. <laughs> oh, really? Huh. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's that's odd. So we've got another really awesome Mob Wives episode. It Incredible! Is just, it's just getting better and better and better. And even though we don't have our other hosts with us here tonight, we were all we have a text thread and we we're talking we about it, and everybody agrees that this show is freaking rad. It's so amazing! It's amazing! It's like real reality, <laughs> not like scripted, not as Kevin likes to say, "Dick in the uh, soup." Yeah. I know you don't like to <laughs> I don't say, like it. To say you it. Pause for it every time. <laughs> I'm like, uh. you just wait because you know that I'll say it. exactly. You'll say it. It's just like legitimately real, like stuff that goes on it's insane yes I, there's another word for it no and so we've got the start of the episode we see karen talking about reopening the case for her father mm-hmm. which is really interesting she's getting um the storage facility she's getting all the tapes and we see her with all the um starting to listen to all the tapes and the videos and all that don't you wonder why now yeah, I mean, yeah. Are you saying is it because of the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I really don't know the answer mm-hmm. to the question I'm asking. But is it because of the show? Did new? I know that they just realized that the, he was promised 15 instead of 20 years. But how did they realize that? Did they start going back through tapes? Like, was did they get tipped off somehow? I just am curious. Why now? You know, if my father had been in jail for this long already, I would think if there's any possible way that I could have gotten him out, I would have thought of it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why now. Who knows? It could have been something they've been working on for a long, long time. Because realistically speaking, like, how could she sit there at that moment and listen through hours and hours and tapes? It looks like they've probably been doing that. Absolutely. But, you know, he's sentenced to 40 years and he was supposed to serve 20 of them. And mm-hmm. now they're saying that he should only have to serve 15. Because, yeah. And he's already served 15. So I feel like 15 years is a long time 
for nobody to have gone through the tapes. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not thinking like day one, they go through every single thing, but 15 years later to be like, wait, maybe we should revisit this. Something must have happened. Yeah, and we don't, we don't really know. And we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And that's what I'm always wondering about when Karen's telling the story. What are we not hearing? I don't know. <laughs> you must know. I'm going to yeah, tickle like, torture it out of you. You ask these questions. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean. They're rhetorical, you know. Like, yeah. n- none of us know. But I, I can tell there's something going on. There's something up. And we don't know the full story. No, uh, we don't. But, you know, it's. What, what, what I like that was during that conversation and talking about the show specifically is I liked. I really liked Ramona there. I thought. It was interesting how she was, when Karen was feeling kind of sorry for herself and feeling like upset and like, I feel so guilty. Ramona's like, suck it up, suck it up and move on. I just love like her tough love with Karen. Their relationship is probably my favorite on the uh-huh. show. Mine too. I, again, they're, they're cousins. It's great. They're best friends. I love it. And the things that Ramona was saying were so incredibly sweet mm-hmm. and her tone was so angry <laughs> that it was like, you're doing nothing wrong. Get <laughs> over it. Love yourself like I love you. Yeah. Like just screaming it. And I'm like, if I didn't, if I was a dog yeah. and all I could understand was pitch. Yeah. You'd be like, running yeah, like exactly. mad. Yeah. But she's saying the sweetest thing. She right? is. She's like, get over it. You're worth so much more than that. Just get over it, okay? Do you agree with what she's saying? Because Ramona's uh, main point is she's saying, Karen, you know what? You did your time. You felt your guilt, and you you need to move on, or otherwise you're just going to be stuck in this rut. Yeah. Do you feel like Karen needs to just drop it, or that she needs to go through these tapes and do all these things? Well, I don't think Karen, Ramona wasn't telling her to drop the case. Ramona, she wasn't telling her that. Well, to drop this guilt, I mean. I mean, well, the guilt is different. Like I think she, I do think she, if she really in her heart feels that there's a way that she can get her father out of jail, right. I think that she should definitely explore that. Um, and that I could see be, being tough and sitting there and listening to all the tapes and watching all the videos. That's just reliving it. But if I feel like she owes her father no matter, you know, that at the very least. But if, I think, of course, she does need to move on. This is a situation and she has to in order in order for her to, 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 to have that relationship with her daughter, with uh, Dave. Right. At some point, she's going to have to get over it. I, I agree with you mm-hmm. there. And unfortunately, to get a little political here, I have another question because I was thinking about this during the show when she says how upset Karen says how upset she is that. Every conversation is recorded. It's not just conversations that are pertaining to the crime. It's just their family conversations. Mm -hmm. And is that right that once somebody is, um, you know, a target or they know that he is in crime, is it right that they were allowed to record every conversation, personal or not? What do you think? I don't know. I I mean, because I feel like I know these people, I'm like, no, that's so wrong. Mm -hmm. But how do you decide when they're talking about it, when they're not? You have to record them to hear. Mm -hmm. But I just think it it would be so incredibly sad if your every conversation you have with a family member, you can never completely be yourself because it could come back and bite you in the butt. It's all on tape. Yeah, it sucks. And that would be really difficult to sit there and listen to all those tapes. Yeah. It would be hard. I mean, and I wonder if Karen's doing it if or if they're hiring people to do it to sit there and listen to it. Because if there's really hours and right. hours and hours and hours of tapes, that that 
takes forever. And you, you would want to listen. If if they're really trying to find the evidence, if, if he knew or not, you would want to really listen to all the tapes, even if they are just family conversations. There might be something in there. Who knows? Absolutely. And it's not only does it take forever, but a lot of times you, you don't know what the loopholes are. You need mm-hmm. a lawyer. You need mm-hmm. somebody to tell you, oh, that's important. You know, something can go right over your head. Yeah. So I think this and is... And I'm a, sure they're getting advice from a lawyer and, and things to listen to. Of course. I'm sure they are. Of course. You know? So, and who knows if if, yeah, who, who knows who's listening to those tapes, really? I, I have another question that I don't know whether this went over my head or whether we don't know this, but she was talking about how when she was in the courtroom, she was sitting with her mom and how upset her mom was and how devastating it was to be next to her. Do we have we seen her mom Mm-mm. No, we haven't. So I wonder mm-hmm. if she's in the picture still or... I thought it was interesting how she mentioned her mom, too, because I, I, I haven't seen much. Or, and she hasn't really talked too much about her mom either. It was always about her dad. Right. So I wonder if, if her mom and her dad... I don't know much about that, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Just throw... I, I'm asking all these questions that it's like the read answer book. both of us are. You should know. read her oh, book. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm sure... I actually... I, I've been wanting to read her book, actually. I haven't had a chance to, but... I'm sure there's a lot of interesting stories, and I'll answer a lot of those questions. Oh my god, absolutely! You know? We'll um, do a we'll do a read out loud and just have like playtime. <laughs> we'll do a book club here. Book club at after bus. That, that's what I meant by read out loud. <laughs> I don't think anybody here wants to listen to us reading uh, Karen's book out loud. But anyway, so then we kind of switch over to seeing Renee, and Renee is having a conversation with her son AJ, and talking to him about. Like how just scared she is and she got that guard dog for like 20 grand and now she needs to take Krav Maga glasses classes to protect herself. And AJ is like, dude, mom, get over it. Like, stop it already. You're like making yourself crazy. Yeah. And I, I do see the problem. Again, I understand both sides. Mm-hmm. If like what she's saying, AJ's always out with his girlfriend and she doesn't feel safe. That's one thing. I just think that the dog is so over the top. Krav Maga, I'm all about. I think it's good to feel empowered and like you could kick somebody's butt if you needed to. It's a good workout. And you, yeah, it's a great yeah. workout. And also, you're coming back from rehab. You have all this anger you want to get out. I have no problem with that. But like AJ was saying, are you serious with spending $20,000 on a dog? On a dog. I know. It's insane. It's crazy. So, I, I, I see, like it, but if she's legitimately afraid, yeah, and it, I and helps her sleep at night, right? I understand why it would come into her mind. Mm-hmm. I would get it. I, I mean, I get it too. I mean, if she is really, really scared, and having that dog gives her peace of mind, then and like, like she actually had an interesting explanation too. And she's like, you know, I've had these fears and I've been scared like this before, but I was always able to self medicate, and now I can't do that. So I need something. I need something to make me feel better. And if that's what her answer is, that's a lot. Help a lot better than pills. I, I guess, but don't you think for twenty thousand dollars you could you could install a bomb security thing? Like, <laughs> I think so. I, I would think that like every like floor panels and window things. Um, there was one quote here that I just wanted to say that I thought was really interesting because Renee was talking to AJ and she was like, "I want to spend time with you. Will you come to Krav Maga?" Yeah. And AJ was like, "No, no. I won't go." But he says, "I'll go to eat with you." And Renee says. No, that's just because you want something. I think it was totally legitimate for him to ask her to go eat. That's not like him saying, no, but I'll let you take me to a theme park on a vacation somewhere. Like, 
to ask your mom that Let's you want to spend dinner. time with? Let's get dinner. <laughs> like, I thought that was so legitimate. Yeah, and I she thought that shot was weird it down. Too. It was really weird. I, was, I thought it was weird too. It's like you have like your son, your 22 year old son, wanting to have dinner with you. I think she was just more focused on the fact that he didn't want to go to Krav Maga. Yeah, and definitely. she really wanted him to go to that. And she was just like, "If you're not going to come to Krav Maga, I'm not going to pay for your dinner. Bye bye." You know, exactly. That was kind of like her attitude. It was fine. It was quick. It was yeah. funny. But I was just like, I kind of. We went to commercial after that in a little bit, and I was like, huh. huh. <laughs> <That was> weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> Guess they, she doesn't want to have dinner with her son. <laughs> and, like, once again, I love AJ. I think he's great. Love him. Yeah, great. There's nothing about him that is playing to the camera at all. No. Uh-uh. He's That's like why literally... I love him. He's just like, he's so degaff. Uh-huh. You know? So what? Degaff. Don't give up. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just doesn't. He's, he's so like, whatever, degaff. here I am. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. You're down with the DGAF. I'm 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 on the DL with the DGAF. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you being hip and trendy. <laughs> so, anyways. Oh my god, I want a rally babe shirt that says DGAF. Oh my god. All like glitz and glamour. Yes. After buzz, DGAF. D O with DGAF. A B T V. Rally Babe is our clothing company for you. Yeah, Those for of you who are like, know. what's a Rally Babe? <laughs> um, yes, I have a clothing line called Rally Babe, and we make shirts. And, and they're amazing. And a shirt that might possibly say DGAF. So, <laughs> um, okay, so then we. So then we're moving on through the show, and I think the next scene that we see is the meeting between Karen, Rebecca, and Dave. And I love this. This is a really great scene. There's a lot to talk about here. Yes, but just starting off with the fact that Dave was like, so I wanted you two to meet because... <laughs> I know. Like, and Karen's like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> like, in what world was Dave like, hey, guys, I want you to meet each other? It's just a man's opinion mm-hmm. and view on the way the world works. Like, sometimes I'm just like... And he was so doing that. It was totally him being the guy and being like, I'm just going to handle these two right. women in my life. You know, I, I want to make this work between the two women here. And it's like... That's not, he wasn't the one who initiated this meeting, you know? Just as an overall statement, and we'll address this going, like, in specifics, talking about everything that happened, but I thought Karen was so incredibly mature about, at, like, last time I was like, oh, I thought it was really immature to come into the house. Mm-hmm. This week, the way she dealt with Dave and Rebecca, I thought was so spot on. Mm-hmm. Just as an overall statement. Well, I think over. I think all three of them were pretty mature about the whole thing, especially Rebecca. I actually had to give Rebecca some some um, props compared to Carla and whatever little, little Chacha's name is. Raquel. Raquel. Like I felt like it was totally different. I felt like Rebecca and and Rebecca is thirty two and she acts like it. She doesn't act like Raquel, who's like twenty six. Like she's she's being completely attacked. Rebecca by Karen like I know you said you thought Karen was being mature but Karen did come off kind of strong at first and I think Mm -hmm. she was testing Rebecca too and I think she was saying like who are you are you gonna sit here and like if I'm gonna attack you are you gonna sit here and like be attacking back but Rebecca didn't in some ways like she passed the test she was acting cool about it she didn't get defensive and she was just she was just sitting there see I kind of had a different view on it until I heard Karen and Ramona talk about Rebecca Mm -hmm. in a positive light because I was sitting there, and I don't know whether this was editing or this is how it actually happened, and it just rubbed me the wrong way, but Rebecca was very quiet. Yes. And if I was trying to talk to somebody, and they, even if I wasn't asking direct questions, I was speaking, and they just were like crickets. Yeah. I would be like, hello, are you in there? But Karen was like, I thought it was actually kind of respectful. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed when Karen was like, how old are you, Rebecca? She wasn't like... 
She was yeah. like, I'm 30. She answered, yeah, she yeah. answered very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay. So she's not trying to play the silent game, like. Yeah. Which is kind of how it seemed to me at first. You it know did what I mean? seem like, I mean, I don't know if it was editing or not, but I thought the same thing too. At first, it's like, what's her deal? She looks like she's just like having a blank stare. Right. But that could have only been 15 seconds. Exactly. The way it was edited, it made it seem like it was 25 yeah. minutes of Karen, Karen being like, da 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 da, and Rebecca being like, yeah, yeah. So I, I really don't know. But as the episode went on, I learned to realize that. She was handling herself as best as she could. Yeah. Well, I, I thought there was a funny quote here because she was asking Rebecca and she was asking, like, how old are you? Like, where are you from? Like, kind of like trying to warm her up a little bit. And then she's like, did you play sports? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I didn't. I shoplifted and robbed cars. <laughs> and I love I was like, that. And in some ways it was like, Rebecca was totally like, okay. And then, that, and then, and then Karen kind of jumped into and don't mess with me, basically. Yeah. Which was kind of like, ooh, like, like, and so like, I think Rebecca reacted in, in a pos- in a good way because when someone's coming at you like that, it doesn't make sense to, to argue and to, it really doesn't. First of all, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I'm sure Rebecca's seen the show before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's noticed all these women they've interacted with. And the second that the mob wives start going in, the women are like, attacking back and it never works out yeah so rebecca was probably smart about this and we learned from karina later that rebecca is usually quiet she's more of a quiet person right so she was true to herself Mm -hmm. i don't think she played up to the fact that she was on the show no i don't think she was respectful in the way she answered her questions Mm -hmm. um when finally ramona eventually does call her out she's not you know she's not aggressive back which we'll talk about but Yeah. yeah I thought it was a good meeting. I thought it was great, especially, you know, when we had the other meeting with Carla and the ex there. That went a little bit differently, and I thought all three parties involved, um, you feel, you, I felt good about, like, okay, how they, you know, how they're going to be able to handle the situation in the future. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, overall, that was a good, it was a good little, little meeting. So, then we move on a little bit, and we see, um, so, Drita did go with uh Karen, I'm sorry, Drita went with Renee to the Krav Maga class. Mm-hmm. So she went, they ended up going, and it looks like afterwards they went to dinner with Renee, Love, Renee, Love, and Drita. So Love met up with them. Um, and then and It was weird because it was just Love telling them Karen's story that we had just yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I was like feeling them in. Yeah. yeah. It was it was kind of a, I thought it was kind of a weird scene, too. Yeah. I was like, it was, didn't seem like there was too much purpose behind it. There was you know? no new information provided for us. For them, I understand why they would want to get dinner with each other and have her fill them in, but I don't know why they put it on TV. Well, well th- what I think is because Drita did say that she was, you know, they talked a little bit about Carla and love. And Drita did, that was warming us up to the fact that Drita was saying, like, I am so over this fight. Like, I'm so over it. And it's so, not the last week. Yeah, so I think that's why they threw it in there yeah, just smart. to show show that. Um, right. And then Renee was giving her opinion too about like how Renee would feel with Karen, Karen if she were Karen and with Rebecca and everything. You get Renee's perspective right. on it. So, but it was yeah, it was just like whatever. Yeah, there scene. was a little bit there for sure, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was just like all right. <laughs> and also, I think they were trying to show the fact that the three of them were out to dinner, exactly, which is such a new phenomenon, exactly, which is new for them to all kind of get together. I mean, all um, get along and be right. together and all that. So. Exactly. And it's nice to see they're making peace and nice to see, like, kind of what Drita was saying, too, and, like, some of the news and gossip we talked about, like, her trying to just really make peace with the women, not be fighting with them, and we do see that, so. Um, but anyways, so then the next thing we see is Drita actually doing her, like, makeup gig. She's kind of, she says that she has her store that she's trying to set up, 
But right now, I don't think it's open. No, it's not but open she's, yet. She's paying rent for it while it's kind of being remodeled and you know getting ready to be opened. And she says she needs to pay. She needs to pay for the rent. So this was a really cool scene. I loved watching her do the makeup. Yeah, and talking while she did it, mm-hmm. and her makeup looked amazing. The in girl's the end. makeup looks so good. It looked excellent. Yeah. Um, I thought her modeling tips were great, yeah. and it was just fun. I loved watching her do it. I liked watching that too. I mean, I love makeup. So anytime they th- they show that, and I was actually it's funny because I. I was hoping because I I do love makeup and that whole thing. I was hoping they were going to show her in that element, right? Which was cool because we've heard her talk about it and stuff, and but we've never seen her like do that job. So. I would love for her to do some online demos. Like this is how you do this. Oh, I think yeah. that would be really cute. But no, I like this. And also, you know, we us ladies, we've had our makeup done before, mm-hmm. and it was very natural. You know, when you're sitting there doing somebody's makeup, you're talking to them about your life it was. and things like flow out and. Yeah. I didn't know much about Drita's modeling past or whatever and mm-hmm. how and one, two, three strikes divorced. I mean, jail and, um, you know, when she was saying like he went to jail once and I was a mess and then yeah. he went twice. It's just interesting to hear the way that somebody describes their life. Even yeah. if you know the events to hear it come out of their mouth is just different. Mm-hmm. And it was very natural. So yeah. I like that a lot. It was it was a nice conversation. It was nice to watch it. Um, and then also, like, the one thing I, I was thinking, but it kind of ties into later on, and she sees this model, and this model is, like, super buff and tough, and Judy's like, oh, my God, I really need to get in shape. I was thinking, I think she looks really in shape. I mean, are I you I wrote that in our text kidding group, kidding me? Dude. Like, she's, like, she looks, like, great. She looks amazing. Yeah, her body is just, and I'm, like, thinking, why is she complaining about getting in shape? She, Girlfriend I, looks amazing. Literally, what I wrote to our, our little thread, I was like, yeah, uh, Drita yeah. is a bombshell. Yeah, she is. She's so pretty. Love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love her look. I think she's so pretty. But so, okay, so then the next scene we see is Love. We finally get to see Big Ange. She's shopping, lingerie shopping with Love. And so they're warming us up to the whole date between Love and her ex. It was kind of funny to see see them shopping. I thought this was a funny scene because we found out the women's mm-hmm. bra size. Yeah. And I wrote it down. So Big Ange was dun dun dun. 38J. Love that. And she said, for jumbo. For jumbo. I'm a 38J for jumbo. And love is a 34G. Yep. For gangster. <laughs> Did you think it was did you think that they were going to show as much of their bodies Cleavage. and lingerie as they did? <laughs> no. I was excited about it. I'm like, it's getting a little hot and heavy in I here. Know. What am I watching? Love is like, I love lingerie. I love this. I feel so sexy. I love this. It was cool seeing them just kind of be great. It was actually, I, I, I actually really enjoyed seeing this scene and the next scene with love because we're used to her being so aggressive and strong and to see her actually be vulnerable and kind of feminine was it was inter- a different way of, of seeing her and less elegant words this was the first episode that i didn't feel scared crapless of her <laughs> yeah, like i know i mean like she's a real person yeah i was like wow yeah, yeah. um so i i really enjoyed that too I, I love when she pulled out the little white panties and was like this would make me look like a little girl yeah except it's crotchless yeah that, that was i was funny. like try it on try it on <laughs> ew <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Ew. This is VH1, not, not That's why I'm surprised they showed so much. I, know, I they thought did. it was funny. They showed a lot. It was like these girls straight up rocking it. They got a lot to show. And I love that because I thought they looked awesome and they're yeah. not like these little tiny things. No. And they just like were loving it and having fun. And yeah. I was like, get it, girls. It was a fun scene. Yeah, it was great. And then so then Love starts talking about her ex and his name for the for the longest time. I'm like, what's his name? Because she kept on saying it. I'm like, what is it? It's Fate. Fate and Love. Fate and Love. Oh, Fate and Love. That's true. Yeah. So, um, um, and 
she starts talking about him and she's like, you know, other than my father, he's the only man I've ever respected. Mm-hmm. And um, she I said just, that in her direct to camera. She right? did. She's like, and he's the one that got away, and I've got to see if this is, he's the only guy. He's that only guy for me that, like, puts me in my place, the one that I behave for, which I thought was an interesting statement. Um, so I I like seeing this other side of her and, and also getting more information about who this ex is um, and the whole story. Yeah, so basically the story is that it's been seven years since they saw each other, yeah. which is insane, and that And love- that meeting was the first time that, he see- that they had seen a each other in seven years right yeah and that love was the one who walked away and we hear her when she's kind of crying in her director camera she says the truth is i wanted him to chase me but he didn't mm-hmm. and i think kind of as much as it's stupid to say that's a lot a way a lot of girls feel oh, a, a lot a lot you know they feel like they should be able to walk away and be chased and if a guy does come running then he's the one and well, and not he to mention you. too that the reason that she left was because he got another woman pregnant. But before he met her, oh, before he met love. The problem was he had sex with a woman, got her pregnant, met love, oh. started dating love, found out that he this woman was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was like, she was like, I knew it wasn't your fault at that point, but. It still sucked. Yeah. Which I totally get, but it should have been a conversation. You should never run away, I don't think. Well, I mean, if she felt, if she said at the time she couldn't deal with it, she couldn't deal with it, and I agree with her. I do agree with her. I mean, maybe it's because I'm old-fashioned, and, and they're old-fashioned, too, in the sense of being Italian and, Absolutely. and having those roles and those very distinctive you know, male and female roles, and I totally agree with her in wanting to feel that don't leave, don't leave, no, going after her. And she didn't get that I completely him. get that, too. You know, especially if he really, in his heart, wanted to be with her and loved her. Because that makes her second guess her feelings. And it's like, well, I love him so much, and he must not really care. But I think it's exactly what they needed in order to come back to this place in seven years. It's a long I, time, though, seven it years. It is a long time, but I doubt seven years ago they were ready to commit to each other. Yeah. First of all, he had a child on the way, and that, un- unfortunately, is more important. Mm-hmm. It is. That's true. And, you know, you, you only have so much of yourself to give. Mm-hmm. And some of that has to be to the pregnant woman, and some of it has to be to the newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to be able to give love everything she needed at the time. Probably, So right. instead of the relationship going sour, it disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, seven but, years is too long. But seven years, exactly. I mean, I understand that. And in the moment, being overwhelmed by everything else in his life. But he could have still, he could have reached out to her. Absolutely. You know, he could Absolutely. have. He didn't have to chase her down and like say, come back, let's get married today. But like he could have reached out to her and had some communication. We don't know everything that happened for what it sounds like, though. It, it sounds like he didn't really do that. So it, because he didn't do that and she said she wanted him to, why do you think seven years later she's okay with reaching out to him? Well, I think... I think maybe she's at a point where maybe she's dated other guys. She's had other experiences. And like it, it, she said over and over, like, I feel like he's the one that got away. I've got to see. Right. I've got to make one last chance and see if this is going to actually work out before I can move on right. in, in my life. So I almost feel like she's at that point where it's like, I've got to try this now. If I don't try it now, I've got to move on. If it's not going to work, I've got to get that out of my head that he's that guy because 
it's just not going to be. So I feel like maybe maybe something happened in her personal love life or something which made her wake up and say, you know what? That's the guy that got away. That's the guy I want to be with. So yeah, which absolutely. happens, which happens a lot of times with people. You Better know? late than never. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. But just like you're saying, I loved the scene between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It was very unexpected mm-hmm. um, in my mind, and I'm I'm into not being so afraid of love. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm down I'm, with that. I'm actually feeling like I see her feminine, softer side, and that like she has feelings, and it's kind of nice to see it. So. Yeah. So anyway, so now we see um, a scene with Karen and her daughter, Karina. And um, this was actually really interesting, too, because we see kind of the a little bit of like the after effect of Karen meeting Rebecca and her now getting, you know, talking to Karina about it and filling her daughter in with on the meeting. It gives us more information as to the fact that now we know that Karina felt like her dad kind of abandoned her, mm-hmm. which is something I wasn't fully realizing. Mm-hmm. Because we're always confused about why she lives with the dad, not with the mom, and what happened in the jail, and the custody, and what, what. Yeah. So I do think that it's great that she is living with her dad because she needs to be close to him because she doesn't feel that closeness that she does with her mom. Mm-hmm. But I just feel bad for the girl, honestly. I, I mean, anytime there's in a divorce, you know, you're from a divorce home and you're dealing with something like, oh, I don't even know if they were even married, but I feel bad for Karina, too, because she's dealing with some serious things right now, and it's confusing. She probably just wants both her parents there, and she just wants to be loved. Exactly. I like mean, that's every girl. teenager's yeah. dream. And I think she's actually younger than we think. I, I, I did a little bit of research. I think she's only, like, 12 years old. Like I, thought she, 12. I thought she was 13, but yeah, maybe. yeah. Whatever it is, I I do feel bad. I Mm -hmm. really do. And honestly, um, I was talking about this last week, and I think my words got a little jumbled. And we've got some people out there who are, like, hating a little bit. I just want to say, when I called her awkward and said, doesn't she feel uncomfortable, what I meant was, not as, like, picking on a little girl. I mean, I have little sisters. I was little not too long ago. Whatever it is. (laughs) I, I feel like she's awkward playing to the camera like she really has all these tears and emotions and she doesn't want him to be shown on screen and like she's uncomfortable saying everything she needs to say and it just like seems I feel really bad for her all the time I mean she is an adorable little girl and yes she does have a mother and yes she does have a father and both of them love her and there's a lot of things she should feel blessed with but it just feels like there's there's more there, and she isn't like somebody like all these other mob wives who are letting it all out. She's not, and I maybe naturally she's a, a private person. You know, maybe that's that's her disposition. Maybe she she doesn't feel comfortable. I just hope she's not bottling everything. You know, I just almost want her to say something. Well, she was like they were kind of. Well, it was Karen that actually started crying, right? And that was really that was really like touching and kind of sad. It was it's just, the whole situation is kind of sad because Karen's like, no, Karina, no, that's not how it is, and you know, like I love that Karen stood up for. Dave. I love that too. I actually really like that because it, it really shows like she's putting her daughter's best interests at heart. And I, I thought that was really cool of her. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. So, I like Karen a lot. Like I like her. Like she's she's super cool. <laughs> I think she's awesome. I think she's, she's trying to be the best mother that she could possibly mm-hmm. be. And I think it's very selfless that she's she would let bad. her daughter be with her husband in a different state if that is how it's actually playing out. Yeah. Which it seems like. Um so then we we move on to the party more. Um, no, 
Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, we can move on to the party. Um, so I guess, yeah, fill us in on, on the party. Karen's there in Arizona. She wants to have all her friends over. She's inviting Rebecca. She's inviting Dave. There's people dancing on the table. It's like a freaking madhouse. It's so fun. But, and, and even Ramona's like, damn, girl, you know how to throw a party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Ramona decides to take it under her wing to... Go talk to both Rebecca and Dave separately. Yep. And this was kind of a little bit of a disaster at first with both of them, but then it ends up being good. With Dave, I thought the most interesting part was when she's sitting there and she's like, tell me that you love Rebecca. Mm -hmm. And he was stuttering and he like couldn't get it out. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then she, Ramona, realizes she's like, Oh, my God, he still totally loves Karen. Oh, my God, he loves Karen. Karen, yeah. he loves you. He loves you. Yeah. And Karen's they like, Ramona wants them to get together. So badly. So and bad. I like well, them oh, on wait. that page, kind of. No, I know, but, okay, there's one, I know there was something, I now remember what I wanted to mention oh, with sorry. that conversation with Karina and Karen is how they talked about that <laughs> Rebecca, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Rebecca wants kids with Dave. Which was interesting. And um, yeah. it's like, well, I don't know. She does have other, she does have two other children. Two other kids. So she, you know, she's 32. So she has two other kids. But she, it sounds like she wants to have a child with Dave. So that that would mean, or you would suspect that they're pretty serious. Right. And they're buying a house together. Yeah. Is the other thing that they discussed. Yeah. So yeah, that, that does seem very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I certainly don't want to have kids with somebody who can't definitively say i love you oh yeah you know but that that's yeah and seeing that it's like um it could have just been that he felt uncomfortable saying it to ramona yeah um but i don't know i it it seemed to me like he still has feelings for karen honestly maybe that's just because ramona kept saying it but yeah i really i it was it's interesting i don't know like you wonder yeah it makes you wonder and when Ramona said that to Karen, Karen wasn't like, no, he no. doesn't. She was like, does he? Yeah. And kind of lights up a little bit. Yeah. And, there's, you know, I mean, there's there's major history between these two. It's not, I mean, absolutely. obviously, you know, there's a there's a lot there. And, and we don't know if, the, if really the breakup had to do with the fact that he was in jail. And it wasn't the fact that they fell out of love, but it was circumstantial. And then from there, you know, who knows what happened. But Dave even does say, he's like, you know, you can love somebody with all your heart. And it doesn't mean you're supposed to be with the person. Yeah, that's true, too. So that's tough. I mean, you know, though... There's not as much history between her and uh, Dave as there is with her and Storm. <laughs> Storm, the love of her life. Storm. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see him again. <laughs> no, okay. So then um, Re- she decides to have the talk with Rebecca. Uh-huh. Ramona and Rebecca. And Ramona comes out guns a-blazing. I'm like scared crapless of her at this point. Yeah. And Rebecca just takes it. Ramona's like, listen, you got in the car with Karina, and you know what happens in this family? If you get in a car accident and you kill their daughter, you're dead. That's the way it works. Somebody's coming after you. Like, just all this stuff. And, and literally, Rebecca doesn't flinch. Yeah. And Ramona's like, damn, I'm kind of impressed. Like, you're taking this and you're understanding. And, you know, she's like, listen, I didn't know that Karen didn't know about me. Mm-hmm. Dave told me that she knew and she was cool with me taking Karina to the doctor and all this stuff. I think it's wrong. Otherwise, I never would have done it. Yeah. And then Ramona's like, you should get her number. If you have a problem, you should text her. And and she was like, I'll absolutely do that. I'm going to grab her number. And if I have an issue, I'm going to talk to her directly. Yeah. And I thought that was very, very mature. mature. It was. She was cool. She's very cool. It was and I think Karen- ballsy that she came to the party. 
Yeah. And in a good way. Well, Not overstepping your bounds. But I think if, if, if Rebecca wouldn't have come, it would have made a much larger statement. That's what I'm saying. So it wasn't, I don't think it was ballsy she showed up. In some ways, I think, I think she, that's the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do, too. I don't mean ballsy in a bad way. I mean, it took a lot of courage. It's, it would be yeah. more cowardly to not show up. Yeah. I think, definitely. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? No. I, think it, I would think it would take courage. I think if she was trying to make a statement, it would, it would in, some, in my opinion, it would take more courage not to show up because she would know that has saying a statement and, and what could happen as a result. I, I, I disagree. I think not showing up takes nothing from you. You just don't show up. To actually go somewhere where yeah, it's I mean, all for friends and you're just like the outsider, I just thought it was really... Yeah, so it's, the right, it's the right thing to do. It's yeah. Of, it's of course she, she needs to do that. And because if she hadn't, it would have caused major, major issues. And there was no problem. And I loved seeing that. So, yeah. That, yeah. that was really good. It was good. The party was great. And even in their direct cameras, everybody was like, the party went really well. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the first time we've seen that. I know. That we were, we there's were a party that people were drinking. And it was like a party. And it didn't end up with the drag down, like, knockout fight. Exactly. <laughs> Shh, I can't believe that. Shocker. Like, I know. Literally. <laughs> um, and the last thing we see is this uh, boot, boot camp. camp. With Drita. Yeah, with Drita. And... Honestly, K-Wow texted us. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah, Drita looked like she couldn't hang. And I'm like, I thought she looked bomb. Yeah, she She good. was running. You know what? She was sweating. And, yeah, she's obviously more out of shape than these people who are in the Army. Yeah. They're, like, killing it. <laughs> Gotta but give her some credit. I couldn't believe she finished. Um, I thought she looked awesome. I love that we got to see her in that element. Yeah. And then they ended it to me on the lowest note of the entire show, which is Big And walking in, the two of them talking about this freaking Carla thing. Oh, my God. It's so, I mean, it. what is going on with this? Because it, says, it seems like Carla and Love have never actually met. It's unbelievable. And supposedly Love is hearing from everybody that Carla is going on and on and talking about Love. And Carla is saying, no, I'm not. Yeah. And even Big Ange is saying, no, she's not. And and Drita is saying, no, she's not, right? Drita is saying that Carla's not really saying it's anything. It's literally one of those he said, she said, and neither said. Yeah. And, and the two Love of them, just wants to make it into something, I think. Two of them just need to sit down. Hash it out. Have a sit down. As they like no, to do. No knives on the table. No knives on the table. <laughs> Big Ange will take out all the knives, no utensils, no forks, exactly. nothing. And the the ladies need to just sit down and talk. I think if they did, who knows? Who knows? But I think if they did, it would be fine. Because what what is it? What is Carla's problem with love? Supposedly, like what is her problem with her? Um, I don't even really know. Something what, did it have something to do with, with the guy whore or something? No, that was that was Renee's issue. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what the issue is. I mean, we see. Are we going to get to predictions? Because I'll, I'll say what we do see a little bit more Before of. predictions, though, uh, make sure that you guys check us out on iTunes, rate us, comment. Uh, we know that it can definitely get a little bit... Um, five stars. And five stars. You know, it can get a little controversial, the show, and definitely give us your feedback. We love it. That's great. So, yeah. And uh, let us know what you like, don't like, and we'll do what we best. It's important to emphasize that because even if your comment is like... I completely disagree. You're so wrong. How could you? That's Lo- awesome. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Say what it, whatever you need to say. Yeah. And hopefully. That's what we do here. It's what we do here at AfterBuzz TV. And now we've got some predictions. Okay. So. Oh, my God. Just in terms of the Carla thing, it seems oh. like the majority of next week's episode has to do with Carla and Love 
but we don't see them meet up. And it's interesting, too, because this entire episode, we didn't even see Carla. Like, at all. At she, was all. In, she wasn't in it. And I thought, I was like, why is she not in this episode? And they confront Carla, the girls, other than um, love, and they're like, listen, did you say? And Carla's like, dude. Love's crazy. I haven't said a word. I've never met the girl. I've never said anything. I have nothing to say. I don't care. I mm-hmm. don't care. And then they go to Love, and they're like, Love, what's up? And she's like, I'm going to kill this girl. <laughs> I know. It's such a different... I mean, it's just like I'm saying. He said, she said, and neither it of them... Is. I don't even know what the hell they're fighting about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm done talking about that right now because I have a feeling we're going to talk about that next week so much. The other thing we see is Renee wants to start a shoe line. And she has these designers, and they're these shoes with big feathers on them. Yeah. Well, I don't know that's what... That's kind of fun. You know, Judy's got a makeup line. Could be fun. Don't know. Yeah. And Ramona talking about her shotgun wedding. Yeah. We see a little bit of that. So yeah, that's we, exciting. We, we've heard a lot about that in, in the news and gossip that we've talked about, but it's kind of cool that they're going to start talking about it on the show. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we see her planning and running around, and I'm a sucker for wedding planning. So. I know. I know. The little girl in it'll, be funny get, it'll be fun to get a little bit of that in the show. And I, I have to say, after this episode, I'm really liking Ramona. Yeah. I think she's. I love the way she's, she did that, that, that tough love to Karen. I think she's cool. There's so. not a character on the show that I don't like, and I mean that wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. which is cool because usually I've got one. <laughs> I'm loving them. Maybe that's because they're new to me. Maybe. But they're all great. Good TV. Great TV. <laughs> Are you kidding? Emmy worthy. Amazing. I know. But I like actually mean it. I know. It is. All right, guys. Well, that's our show. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. You can find me at Erica Vieira LA. And where can we find you, Roxy, with the Y? On Twitter at Roxy Stryer and on Instagram at RoxYourWorld. Ooh. Two Ds. I like that. Yeah. I'm not friends with you on Instagram. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, bitches! Bitches! <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.